0: Time has come to relieve that pain, which will be better for me, but not so enjoyable for all of you. The Pain Clinic Pro Wrestling Talk Show. Can you feel the pain? Welcome to the pain clinic for September 16th. Holidays today. There's a few of them, so have patience. Uh, American Legion, oh, hold on one second. It's American Legion Day, uh, Collect Rocks Day, uh, International Red Panda Day, Step Family Day, Mayflower Day, uh, Mexican Independence Day, National Play-Doh Day, Oktoberfest begins in Germany uh, and Working Parents Day. Birthdays today. Aew's Kira Hogan is 29 and uh, you might remember local uh, wrestler Jennifer Blake. Jennifer Blake is 40 today. Happy birthday. Pain clinics brought to you by Salvatore's old-fashioned pizzeria Palmers food service and Don't Slight Empire at Culver. Hey interested in roller derby. Want to be a skater, officiate, Roxy Roller Derby needs you. Contact recruitment at, at gmail.com and uh, and we and uh, join Roxy Roller Derby even to the men's team. It's Flower City Fear F L O U R, FlowerCityFear.com. Uh, and uh, we're always looking for volunteers as well as help. And if you want to skate as well in the men's team, that's the Flower City Fear. I am the cash man, your humble host. I'll be joined quickly sh- shortly by my co-host. We are here to talk the world of pro wrestling. Welcome to this wonderful Saturday morning. Thank you so much for everybody who's going to be chatting with us eventually. I can see a few people are already in the chat room. We definitely appreciate that. Uh, um, but uh, thank you so much. I'm going to uh, I'm going to uh, stretch a little bit, waiting for my co-host to join me because I don't want to jump into the the topics until uh, we can get into it. But there's a few things we are going to talk about today. Um, Tickets did go on sale this week for WWE coming back to Rochester, New York. Um, A little steep, we'll say some of the ticket prices. So I'm just throwing that out there. Um, We're going to talk about the uh, UFC WWE merger was completed this week and they have a new company named TKO is, uh, and, uh, owns both of them now. Uh, uh, Interesting, if you were watching SmackDown last night, Rock showed up. Pat McAvee showed up on SmackDown. Uh, Earlier in the day, uh, Rock was on Pat McAvee's uh, college game day show interview, so that was uh, very exciting. We'll talk about The Rock and what he had to say last night. We had the return of Nia Jax on Monday Night Raw, and uh, Becky Lynch goes to NXT and comes out with some gold. So those are just a few of the things we're going to talk about on the show today, um, I'm like I said, I'm your humble host, the Cashman. I appreciate you being here. Uh, hopefully we'll be joined. Uh, there we are uh, by uh, a co-host who will be joining me actually right now. It's a uh, Jay-Z Jay-Z joining us from parts unknown. I'm guessing it's going to be in the front seat of a car. Uh, we'll find out as soon as he clicks on. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> at least it's not the, back, right. at least it's not the back seat of a car, I guess. <laughs> well um uh contrary to uh
1: what I believe prior to uh to a couple of days ago maybe that's where I was conceived I don't know uh okay <laughs> got, hey you gotta be con- you gotta be conceived someplace
0: you know <laughs> you know what 30 minutes of glory that's that's what they call it Thirty minutes, boy that that's a that's a marathon, man, to me. Okay, uh. I meant thirty. I meant thirty seconds. I meant thirty seconds. Sorry, kids. <laughs> Jay Z, before we jump into what we're going to talk about today, and I appreciate it, everyone else has kind of got is busy, so you came and joined us. I appreciate it. Uh, hey, before happy to be here. Uh, we haven't I haven't talked to you in a while, and this whole CM Punk thing went down while we haven't talked. And I wonder what get, I want to get your two cents on how you feel about. Uh, There's a lot of uh, uh, we we know we talked about it last week in depth. CM Punk was fired by uh, AEW, and in this past week, I've seen a lot of very sympathetic wrestlers coming out and saying that why couldn't they just suspend him, make him go through anger management issues? You know why was why did why was the necessity to fire the man? You know, Um, and so and and that's an answer that we will probably never have an answer to. But what what do you think about the whole situation? I mean, uh, you know. Um I think I think Phil Brooks, I refuse to use his gimmick
1: name from here on out. Um he may never Phil he may Brooks, never
0: either, so you
1: know. Yeah, I, I think you know he was one of those guys that uh had so much to offer the business of professional wrestling, but he kept getting in his own way. And um I think the unfortunate thing was that gap that he spent away from pro wrestling, the business changed. Um, guys like the undertaker, who was a locker room leader, who I know that Phil seemed to look up to, um, ran a locker room in a way that does not work with this current crop of wrestlers. Um, and and that's for good or for bad. I think wrestler court was kind of a stupid thing. You know, sorry, Mark Calloway, whatever, you know, um, go ahead and find me in my undisclosed location and uh, make me give you a six pack of beer. I'm guessing um, I'm guessing but, you're probably
0: near Dunkin Donuts or something, you know. <laughs> uh,
1: no, actually, this is a McDonald's iced coffee that I picked up somewhere uh, okay. earlier today.
0: Uh, location. But anyway. Unknown. OK.
1: Yes. Uh, so anyway, uh, I think I think the problem was he was trying to handle things the way they handled it 20 years ago. And before that, and um, no one looked at him as a locker room leader. They looked at him as a star who acted like a star, who behaved like he was bigger and better than everybody else. And yeah, he was bigger than everybody else. He was a bigger star than everybody else in that locker room. But the way that he handled his fame was completely inappropriate for the current environment of professional wrestling. Um, and and no one wanted to hand, No one wanted to deal with that. And I think he does have anger issues. I think it's clear. And I don't think the firing was unwarranted. I think after after the suspension, he had one suspension yeah. that lasted as long as his injury. And and after that suspension, if they didn't send him to anger management then, um, they weren't going to try it this time. Uh, this time. This time it got more physical, and he was the aggressor from – the reports that I've read. Now I could be wrong. Um, and I don't know how much Tony Khan feared for his life. I think that sounds like it's like, it's not like, it's not like, it's not like Phil Brooks is Harley race point. Pulling, pulling out a gun to protect his NWA title. Sure. Um, he, he, you know, I don't think anybody really feared for their lives. That's like, that's a little bit of hyperbole there, but I think, um, I think it was, it was warranted for them to fire him. I think it's a it's a bad thing for AEW um business-wise probably um you saw Collision's numbers dropped because he wasn't there um but I think for the environment of locker room it's better but a happy ship when it's sinking might not be the uh the most ideal uh situation for AEW and I'm not saying they're sinking they're not going anywhere for a long time no but um I, I mean, clearly Warner, um, Discovery, whatever it's called now, they love AEW. They're happy with what they're doing. Um, but by losing Phil Brooks, they've got to get somebody there um, in the locker room to sort of handle business, uh, sort of be a heavy for. And I, I, ironically, I'm echoing one of my least favorite people in the world of pro wrestling, Vince Russo. But he was right. Um, Tony Khan needs a heavy he needs someone that can sort of like handle business for him the physical side of the business not to like wrestle people to the ground in the bag, yeah. but more like let's settle these disputes in a, in a in a way where everybody comes out at least maybe not happy but at least um at peace uh, I know Josh Barnett offered his services I think Josh Barnett would be a great hire for sure. AEW if they hired him as sort of not not anything, you know not he doesn't have to do anything in ring, although it would be great once in a while. but I think he'd be the kind of guy who understands the business the way it was 20 years ago, but understands how it is now. He's well liked by I'm pretty sure everybody in the locker room that matters uh, like Moxley likes him. Sure. Um, I, and I think bringing a guy in like Barnett, um, he's outside of that WWE bubble too. He's an indie guy. He understands how impact works. Yeah. Um, He I I think that's what Tony Khan's next step needs needs to be is to get somebody that can sort of handle business um, for the wrestlers, because Tony's got too much to worry about. And he honestly needs to hire not only the heavy, but a a showrunner that can help him book properly, because I think I think he's going to he's going to be I'm really nervous that he's going to be like Herb Abrams uh, back in the UWF of the early 90s. Cause he just is going nonstop and it's, it's not healthy for anybody. So yeah, I, I think firing Phil was sad. They shouldn't, they, maybe they, they, they didn't have to do it um, the first time, but the second time it's like, listen, you're, you're not helping your situation by trying to choke out Jack Perry.
0: Do you, let me, um, let me ask you now a couple of things, a couple of points you brought up. One, uh, Tony Khan, I uh, guess, almost got hit by a light in the back, uh, you know, in the set. That's what happened. So that's where the physicality right. against him happened was a light fell on. But right. do you think – is there any way possible that Jack Perry, someone said, go out and piss off CM Punk and we'll get rid of him for once and for all? By, because if you watched that pre-show for All In, he looked right at the camera uh-huh. and and made those comments about the glass, which we knew – was attributed yeah, to punk. Yeah, yeah. So I mean he was basically just challenging him and and, and and I mean punk I mean is Tony Khan in a business which you know you need a tough guy in the, you know, I mean, unfortunately some things like this happen on occasion. A lot of times in the WWE it's, you know, it's kept completely quiet. You never hear about anything until someone writes a book 20 years later about the incidents like Jericho and Goldberg fighting and stuff like that. You know? know? So, so the thing is, is it just, is it just that Tony is, you know, I mean, he's trying to run a business as a a tough guy business. And it's like, you know, and you, and, and it has changed a lot. You're correct. A lot of people, a lot of these guys, you know, a lot more indie guys or more guys from AEW have, like, worked their way up through the indies than in WWE. And WWE has changed immensely because if you're starting your training in the, in a performance center, you, you're never on the road and learning all those lessons that they learn on the right. road. So, but when you're in AEW and all these guys work their way up through independence because, or from WWE, you know, I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a new world for Tony Khan to be, like, managing. And I think, you mm-hmm. know, it's like, I, I always... Thought that 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 was maybe part of the problem too is that it's like you really, uh, you know, I mean, th- there's going to be clashes of personalities and stuff. It always happens. It Doesn't matter, you know. Some guys don't like other guys. Wah wah wah. But, but now it's twice it's gotten to physicality with CM Punk and and. Right. and and it's like, and, and, uh, Jack Perry's EVPs like buddy, you know? So, yeah, you know, and so, you know, it, I just wonder if there was like a little conspiracy thing going on here to get rid of him. And I know that he screamed later in Tony Khan's face. I quit, you know, if, it, you know, if this is the way it's uh-huh. going to be run, I'm not, I don't want to be here. And uh, which led to, of course, his firing, but, I don't know. Right. I mean, you need, I think, you know, I remember, and Rob Sanderson, you know, expressively hates uh, CM Punk and never was a fan, doesn't want to see anything to do with Punk. But the Punk, there had some value to, uh, you know, his, it being part of AEW, you know, um, especially coming right off yeah. of working the TV for WWE. Pretty much he was working, you know, those uh, TV shows that were on FX1. And then you know they hired outside of WWE to talk about WWE, and then they brought him over to AEW. I just you know I I don't know. I mean, in the olden days, this stuff would have been kept quiet and it would have been handled without anybody knowing about it. You know,
1: right? The the, the, the thing about the conspiracy theory, um, I I um I always handle conspiracy theories in the way uh, in this way, um. You're you how many people would be involved in that conspiracy? Uh would it be the Bucks? Are the Bucks looking to get um Phil fired? I know they're trolls and they like to they like to jab at people, but they're pretty open about the fact that they like to jab people. And honestly, if they wanted to go to him on, they would have done it themselves. Um I think I think the other thing is I think Jack Perry, maybe he has people in his ear, uh telling him he doesn't telling him things that like encouraging him to sort of like act more like a heel, act like more, more like a heel, blur the lines because everybody knows that wrestling is scripted. So blur the lines so you know what's real. So there's probably that. Um but I don't know if anybody like goaded him on. And the thing is, and I tell this to my kids all the time, you're responsible for your response. Now, Phil Jack Perry's what, 26 years old, 27 years old. Phil is 43 years old. Act like an adult. An adult doesn't come up and say, you know, you got a problem with me and start, you know, pushing you and trying to fight you. I mean, that if, if Phil wanted to be a true locker room leader, and I know it sounds like he'd being, he's being a stooge, but this is how it should be, because wrestling is a carny business. And you're car. dealing with a lot of carnies. Yeah. And he should have gone to Tony and said, listen, I don't want to confront Jack on this because I don't want to lose my stuff with him. Yeah. You know, I, 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 think that he is goading me on and let Tony handle it. He was the in the problem gr- is he was
0: in the gorilla position when that stuff was all going he on. He saw, Yeah.
1: Yeah. He, he was, saw what Jack Perry did. Yeah. He could have said, Phil, you wait over there. Yeah. I need to talk to Jack because Jack did something that was inappropriate. Yeah. Like that's Tony. That's what Tony needs to do. Step it up and Phil would not have done what he did now Phil is responsible for his own actions sure. everybody is but Tony is trying to run a professional wrestling company like a football or a soccer team yeah and football and soccer is not made up of carnies everybody in that back room in that locker room is a carney they're all in business for themselves in some way or ch- in some way or another Jack Perry was just trying to increase his cred by goading on Phil Brooks. Yeah. And um, and and I think I think if if Phil if if Tony understood that he's got a locker room full of carnies and sometimes carnies are okay. You know, they're they're the, I get they're in a the business for themselves. But if he understood that he's in a locker room full of carnies, he needs to hire a carny to take care of them. To, that can speak their language, but also make them realize listen, this is not gonna end well if you keep doing what you're doing. Because Jack Perry is just as at fault, and I'm glad that he was suspended as what's as Phil Brooks. Yeah. But Jack Perry didn't have another uh, ding on his on his card already.
0: <laughs> yeah, he, um, yeah.
1: so he was a clean slate. Um and maybe, maybe the Bucs, maybe the Bucks did encourage him. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like I feel like that's too much work and it almost seems a little bit like the bucks are not afraid to jab at people at all. So I'm sure they would have done something if they wanted to. Yeah. And of course they were also working that night with FTR who are um, Phil's best friends. Yeah. yeah. So um, I don't know. Well, I, I just, I just really feel like it was a, a situation that could have been avoided if Tony Khan actually had, um, the understanding of professional wrestling that he needs to have, um, to handle these guys that are just yeah, and, and they're I, oversized I, actors,
0: oversized little kids. I I will I will yeah Sam yeah. CM Punk is not the only one to get physical with anybody. We know in the last couple of years we've had Andrade take a shot at freaking Sammy Guevara, Sammy Guevara getting in a fight with somebody else. I can't remember who else he got in a fight with, but he's been in a fight, two fights already now in the backstage area. Eddie Kingston. That's right. Eddie Kingston, Eddie Kingston, Eddie Kingston sat home for a while because of that. But, you know, I mean, this is stuff that happens. i mean, sure it happens in WWE as well. You know, I mean, We, you know, we talked about last week about in particular when uh, Jericho got into Brock Lesnar's face coming back into the gorilla area after he beat Randy Orton up in the ring where he cut him up and made, you know, and made it look like legit, you know, and, uh, so that stuff does happen, but uh, I, I'm I I'm I'm glad I got your opinion on it. I, uh, um, I, uh, I don't hate Phil Brooks. I, uh. I don't know if we'll ever see him again in the world of pro wrestling, because. Uh, but you know, uh, one thing that was one of the major points we were going to talk about today was the uh, the merger of UFC and WWE under Endeavor, which happened officially this past Tuesday. Uh, yep. Which and then they, you know, um, and then and that happened, and they they rang the bell on uh, Wall Street, and they did you know they they made a big deal put out press releases and everything but it's now now they're under they have a new company named tko which seems kind of you know perfect you know uh for what they're what they're doing you know uh but dana white's Mm uh exec as well uh of course so you know it's nice to see these guys all work under the same umbrella we'll see how it's going to change but yesterday was like uh Time to cut all the fat day, as they say. You know, uh, any of the positions that the, they both companies have that uh, need, they only need one. They so there was like a hundred redundancies. Redundancies. They had cut like a hundred people from WWE yesterday, uh, including. Uh, I, I, I do wonder who. I do wonder who the
1: uh, redundancy with UFC. Uh, that uh, was Dana warrior for the UFC. I,
0: I don't care. Dana I, warrior I, got fired too. I don't care. He's like, good, good. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Good. I know that, you know, before when WWE had a board of uh board of directors, triple H was on that board. He is no longer a board member in this new TKO company. Vince McMahon is of course, but not anybody, not a lot of people, uh. not a lot of people from WWE retain their high, their high positions. So, uh there was a few people who got cut. Uh, the names, I don't know. Well, wow, they... and, and that's go ahead.
1: Um, I I just think you know I'm not surprised that they, they kept more of the UFC people than WWE. Well, WWE has been financially successful for themselves. UFC makes I on, they make a lot more money than WWE does. I I'm pretty sure. Um, at least on pay per view and. and uh, ticket sales, I think. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I'm, I'm speaking out of my nose here. Um,
0: I think you're right. I think they. I mean, they do like uh, 18,000 more events a year than WWE does. You know, they. You know, so mm-hmm. there. Some of the major names cut. There's a few. Jamie Horowitz, who was executive vice president of development and digital with WWE, he was cut. Uh, he came from dazen to WWE. Amanda Bloom, who worked uh, as the WWE's director of enterprise uh, master data and and uh, and governance, uh, which is, they see as a major departure, leaving and Catherine Newman, who worked as an executive vice president, head of marketing, is also gone. I'm guessing there. This might be a good thing for the pain clinic because now that uh, we they have the marketing moved together with the UFC, maybe we'll actually have access to people. And Dana Warrior, who was one of the surprising cuts, right. was part was the ambassador for uh, the, uh, the well, she was brought on as ambassador for the creative team basically, uh, uh, WWE community outreach division. She, uh, you know, they have the warrior award. I mean, you know, I'm still, I, I still poo poo on it because I know that warrior was the most biased person on the planet. So, yep. uh, you know, I, I still don't even know why we honor that, but
1: they, they should, they should don't solely give that award to marginalized communities and just, uh, pe- members of the marginalized community, just to kind of like, yeah, I agree. <laughs> Just to like insult the memory of Jim Hellwig. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I I never understood why they brought her on. Like, it's not like she was someone that was beloved, or uh, the wife of someone who was universally beloved. I mean, um, not for nothing. Her role sounds very similar to the role that, uh, um, Amanda Huber has at AEW. Um, but Amanda was the, the wife of someone who was universally beloved. I think yeah. everybody loved uh, Brody. So I think, um, but Dana warrior was brought on, I think as a sympathy hire. It was I mean, her husband
0: died yeah. the day after they left after going into the hall of fame. You know, it was, I think so too. Yeah. And it's like, they tried to make amends, you know, but you know, and, and bring up peace between everybody. Cause you know, the warrior caused nothing but issues you know you know oh gosh it was so into his head thinking he, he was so much he, bigger you know
1: yeah well what's funny about uh to tie it back to phil brooks i remember watching a video i think he was interviewed by Errol hawani in his apartment in chicago and it was like right before it was right before the firing maybe six months before he got fired it was in a january in that area um and he he said that he it was right before the Warrior was inducted. So I don't know. Maybe my timeline's messed up, but I know it was before the Warrior was inducted into the Hall of Fame. And Phil said, yeah, I kind of relate a lot to the Warrior. Um, and I offered to be the one to induct him. And, and Vince obviously said, no, I forgot who inducted him. I think it might have been Hulk. Yeah. I don't remember. But anyway, the wrestling business is full of, like, some pretty shady people.
0: Yeah, I think that that might change now, now that another – now someone actually owns a majority of the WWE whose last name isn't McMahon. You know, I mean, you know, and and, and, uh, McMahon's still involved, and a lot of people are saying he's still putting his two cents into the production of Monday and Thursday – I mean Friday, uh, SmackDown and Raw. So, right, um, you know he's still controlling it, but now there's new company now TKO. They're they're they are under the New York Nasdaq. Uh, uh, you can now you can invest in TKO Group Holding uh, if you want to buy stuff. Yeah, how much is a share? i'm not sure I've not i'm guessing seen. a
1: share is like 110 dollars or something like that 120 because it was up to like at one point the, the, the crazy thing is at one point wwe stock was like four dollars and 50 cents yeah and then it went up to like 95 dollars a share um prior to the buyout so like people were clearly investing in professional wrestling yeah i mean it's what made
0: vince mcmahon a billionaire that's how i mean honestly that you know all all uh Endeavor had to do was buy 51% of the stock and they owned it. And that's what Vince McMahon owned was 51%. So, yep. you know, uh, and that's allowed him to do whatever he wanted to do, whenever he wanted to do, apparently, you know? So, uh, yeah. but yeah, so now we, uh, yeah. So now I see a bunch of people's names on the board of directors for this company, uh, is led by Vince McMahon, executive chairman, of the board and consists of 11 members, but not a lot. are not a lot of former WWE people. So uh, we'll see. We'll do you think Vince is going to be able to intimidate non WWE people? I think he'll have nothing to do with this board. He'll just oversee the product. That's about it. I don't, I don't think he'll have much. Uh-huh. to do I think it's, it's maybe just an honorary position because they bought out his 51% or whatever, you know, I mean, that they, makes sense. They love him still. I mean, they, st- and he was, but he's been given carte blanche since they announced this to do whatever he wants. I mean, he had stepped yeah. down, he had stepped down a year ago because of uh, some shady dealings that he kind of wrote, uh, he, the, he wrote into the cost of doing business, which involved non-disclosure agreements with women who he had uh, affairs with. Uh, and apparently i uh, uh, I didn't, you know. I mean, obviously, none of them ended right. If he had to do, make him sign a non-disclosure agreement and give him oh, give him so much money, but uh, uh, well, because he was probably afraid
1: that they would uh, they would write a tell-all,
0: that um, <laughs> or you know tell his wife. I'm sure his wife knew. So I mean, you know.
1: I yeah, I'm was, sure. I don't I don't think Linda was oblivious to any of Vince's outside dealings. She's um, probably she's probably got a side, that was,
0: you know. She's got a side piece too. I'm sure, you know
1: yeah i could imagine uh actually i don't want to imagine if linda mccann is a side piece that's kind of weird um yeah. but yeah i i don't know Vin, vince vince i read somewhere that vince has some sort of like power over making decisions for this company involving ufc as well and i'm like i don't know i think if you get into a a battle of egos between vince and and dana white i, I think dana would win at this point because dana's just he doesn't give up. He's
0: relentless. So, and he's also younger than Vince. Yeah. Um, but he also, but he also praised to the Vince idol, you know, I mean, he's the one he lost. he's been, had nothing but good things to say about Vince McMahon and his company.
1: Well, Never- he cribbed from the Vince McMahon playbook. Yeah, Everything yeah. he does as a promoter is like Vince McMahon um, and a little bit of Don King um, without the, I don't think he has the corruption issues that Don King had. But um, I think he's very similar to he's like an amalgamation of the two with uh, better hair because um, he doesn't have any.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> hair. <laughs> oh man. so so that that's the big news this week. Uh, the biggest piece of news was that merger. Um, I don't know if this had anything to do with what we got last night on SmackDown with Pat McAfee and the rock coming out, cutting doing it the whole first the whole first segment of Monday Night Raw was The Rock uh, just, I don't even know what he was there for because it didn't set anything up. Uh, but it did, nah. come out, it did come out earlier in the day on Pat McAfee's show when The Rock was on that The Rock was penciled in for WrestleMania 39, which was last year, which we all expected. It was going to be him versus Roman Reigns, and something fell through, and he says he's more than willing to do WrestleMania 40. Obviously, there's a writer's strike, and – and uh, there's an actor's strike going on oh, in, yeah. in Hollywood. And, you know, that's where he makes all his money right now. So I guess if you got, you know, him and John Cena, are, who are both make movies, seem to be back at a time in which uh, they can make some money. Uh, but, uh, yeah. you know, it's got
1: yeah. to annoy their sag a friends, though. Uh, yeah. that, you know, can you imagine how much weight a guy like uh, Dwayne Johnson would carry on a, on a, um, on a picket line? Um, he's one of the biggest movie stars in the world, and instead of being out there supporting his fellow actors, he's going on screen play fighting with you know guys that are half his age now. Yeah. yeah. Um. I, I honestly, I feel like, um, I like The Rock a lot. Um. I I think uh I think he brings a lot to the table. Um. I think he will bring ratings for WWE. Um, any match he does at WrestleMania, if they promote it, will will sell pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. I, I just know it will. Um, but after reading about, like, he talked about how they were, had it locked in in WrestleMania 39 that he would wrestle Roman Reigns. And I, and I couldn't help but think, like, from a story perspective, who does that benefit? It benefits financially, for sure. People are going to want to watch The Rock versus Roman Reigns. They're going to pay for it. Um, but from a storyline perspective, who benefits if... Roman Reigns beats The Rock. Nobody really. He's beating a guy who's never really wrestling. He hasn't wrestled consistently for over ten years. Yes, he
0: hasn't. he made um, it was his first appearance in four years last night on SmackDown. So, uh, right. Yeah. You know. And and
1: it doesn't benefit Roman Reigns if The Rock beats him. Because what does that mean? Like their biggest star is gonna lose to a movie star? Like does that make any sense at all? No, um, but, 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 the me- only- but, but remember
0: they-, they have a bloodline that is the same. So they this is right. this is a written storyline, man. If they're all from the same, you know, it's like who's the head of the table? You know, uh, I think I I could see yeah. that that being the angle. And who and who cares if Roman Reigns does win? You know, I mean, I don't think the Rock's being brought back to I, I to, to win.
1: Yeah, I think it's about three years too late, though. Like when at the beginning of the Bloodline, if you want to establish Roman Reigns as a star, you have to beat The Rock. But the problem is, at that point, no one liked Roman Reigns. <laughs> no one wanted to see Roman Reigns win. Um, he was he was booed for the wrong reason. He wasn't booed because he was like this super monster heel. He was booed because people didn't want to watch him wrestle. Yeah, no, he was now, for, he was like, forced down.
0: The- yeah, he was forced down our throats. It's like this, now he's the biggest star in the company. The, the, Vince McMahon said, "This is the future of our company," and I'm going to shove him down your throats. And we hated him for what five? After, as soon as uh, the Shield broke up, it was just hate yeah. on him for five years. You know, I mean, he won the Royal Rumble. The next day, the, the there was mm-hmm. 15 minutes of booze to start Monday Night Raw. I remember that. It was like they and they didn't, you know, they didn't edit anything. They just let the people. And that's all he did was come out and not say a word, and they just booed constantly. So wasn't
1: that in Philly? In Philly, he won the Royal Rumble, and yeah, they were booing. And the Rock, they booed the Rock because the yeah, and, and the Rock was like, "What is going on? I'm not used to this." Yeah,
0: he Rock comes um, out to congratulate him, and they boo the Rock. So it's like, yeah, uh, yeah.
1: But now he's the biggest star in the company, and, and honestly, I mean, I guess maybe we just got used to the taste, and we like Roman Reigns now. I think I like him as a bad guy. I think a lot of yeah, I mean I think the heat and the hate on him was almost unwarranted because honestly he's not like he's not gonna put on five star matches. he's not Kenny Omega but for what he does in the ring he's really good. Yeah, he's he's a really good professional wrestler well, um, and and I think like they hated on him just because they tried to make him into Cena 2.0. And um, everybody hated when they did that with Cena. And now they hate it when they did it with Roman Reigns. And they're going to hate it when they do it with whoever the next guy is going to be. Um, because all the organic babyfaces, the people that, that everybody likes, they just destroy. Or they don't let them win. Like Cody, Cody needs to win a title in the next 8 to 12 months. Or they've completely squashed every good ounce oh, of goodwill we've had, the fans have had, towards Cody Rhodes. Um, And the same thing with a guy like uh, um, Sami Zayn, who had the greatest match of WrestleMania 38 with uh, Johnny Knoxville. It was a a phenomenal match the best match on of the two nights and i and i'll and i'll
0: die i'll die on that hill the big hand Um, slapping him in the face coming around the end oh
1: my god i was so entertained by that match i would watch that every day just it's just so funny and it was everything that i love about pro wrestling and once and one like 10 minute segment um silliness but fun and i and i just was so entertained and i think that's the point like not every wrestling match has to be technical masterpiece. It has to be entertaining. And that was very entertaining. Okay. But then he goes through and Sami Zayn becomes the biggest babyface in the company and then they don't let him win anything. They basically the, yeah, the tag titles were a great match this past year with him. And it was the best match of that night and probably the best match of the weekend. Yeah. But he easily could have been the guy that he thrown Roman and they didn't do it. And now look at him. Like it's kind of like lost in the upper mid card. And yeah, um, I think they lost the tag titles too. And
0: they did. And and Kevin Owens got hurt when they won the tag titles. And so they just brought him out with both tag titles for a few weeks. And now Kevin Owens is back, but yeah, they got to do something else with him. I mean, you know, and that, that would be the only time that he might've had, I mean, I was rooting for, I mean, how could, how could you not have, it was like the, uh, Pay per view was it the pay per view after WrestleMania where he was one on one with Roman Reigns? Or, or- it was uh,
1: it was the one before. Yeah. he brought out his wife.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and and, he, and I had no idea Sammy Zayn was even married. When they bring out the family, you really feel like they're gonna. They're gonna pull the trigger on this. Yeah. There's no way they can't. And then they, they bring the family out for what reason? To create sympathy for a guy who doesn't win anyway. Like they did that with Gable two weeks sense. ago. They
0: did that with Gable on that's, Raw two weeks ago, you know? I, yeah. I, and that's the other guy. Like Gunther's another
1: guy who could be a, a the the a huge star. A huge star. But I wonder if they've they've plateaued him at the Intercontinental title because they don't want him to face off against Roman because Roman's the big guy. And I don't know, Seth, what's Seth do? I mean, Seth's with Nakamura right now. Like they could do a program between him and Nakamura, I guess, or him and uh, Seth, I guess, but I don't know. I I just feel like they – they find their guy and they stick with them, run them right to the ground. And then all these people that have potential of being giant stars get lost in the shuffle. And then they lose their moment and they lose their heat. And then he would come just another guy.
0: Yeah. I think there's, you see that a lot like right now at riddle. That's one of the riddle problems. I mean, he, when they, he was with Randy Orton, they were the hottest thing going on. And ever since he's been solo, he's, you know, besides the fact that he had to go to rehab for a few months, uh, you know, uh, but yeah, no, I yeah. I agree, I agree, and it's like yeah, there's you know, I mean, I think Sam, you know, I mean, we talked about it weeks ago when Sam, when you felt Sami Zayn was just dropped. Uh, you know, uh, and I, and they still bring him out as a big face. Like when you need a big face in the last match on raw, a lot of times Sammy Zayn will be involved. Now you got an Uso over there on raw with him, so they can continue their Uso relationship, which probably eventually will have a split between him and Kevin Owens, because how long can you be friends? You know, uh, especially especially with Kevin Owens, but, uh, that, uh, um, that, uh, oh, oh, so with the rock, so we should just start talking about the rock pat McAfee coming out last night i don't know if it's because there's a new company owning or they want to really kick off this brand new company owning wwe probably has something to do it but they didn't really set up anything by having that they just it was like hey look at that great they're here you know it was like
1: yeah didn't he i missed i missed the first hour of smackdown um didn't he come out and like do the people's elbow on Austin theory or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Austin then- theory
0: was in the ring and they came and that's when they, that's when Pat McAfee came out and then the rock came out following him and they, yeah, they had a little bit of a back and forth with Pat McAfee, but, uh, uh, yeah. And maybe it's setting something up, uh, uh, with, uh, Austin theory. They were making fun of his town, Atlanta while well, they're in Colorado. Yeah, I know there was a couple Uh pot jokes going on during it as well. You know, uh, of course there's Rocky mountain high. That's what Pat McAfee (laughs) was saying. He was making the pot jokes. So no surprise. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, McAfee's one of those guys too, that I, I didn't think would be uh, as entertaining as he is when he gets to do something in in wrestling. But I loved when he was on commentary, he came back for the Royal rumble. It's just the, the greatest thing. Uh, the guy, the guy wasn't watching the product. Clearly, wasn't just was riffing on it the entire time, yeah. and it was very entertaining.
0: I think he watches. I do think he still when he can, but he also came back for WrestleMania, which was a surprise. Uh, when he showed mm-hmm. up at WrestleMania. So I, I'm not a fan of Pat, and Pat's, like, huge now working for ESPN and probably will mm-hmm. never be back in that capacity with SmackDown again. But it was nice to see him come out. And, you know, I, I don't know if he's a big face or anything because I remember he was a heel a guy for when he was down, when he was, like, fighting NXT, like with Adam Cole, the issues he had yep. with those guys, he was the real heel side of it. And then he came on and, you know, but he's people have loved him because he gets up and dances on the table when Nakamura comes. Out and he just, yeah, just some you know, and, and it's like it's funny. It's like you would think that someone, like, you know, like uh Michael Cole would like you know, poo poo him getting like super crazy, but he lets him go, you know. And the people that you know, Vince McMahon loved it as well. So, uh, well, who knows? I uh, Hopefully, he'll come it,
1: back. It, it adds a whole different element to uh, entertaining the fans because I know, um, when you go to a live taping, you don't hear the commentary, but when you see the commentators do something that's completely out of the ordinary, that's fun. You know, if you see him jump up and dance to Nakamura's theme on the table, that's fun. Like it's entertaining. It's not, um, wrestling, like I said, it doesn't have to always be like, you know, Kenny Omega and Okada, you know, which is just as good. It's, it's phenomenal. Wrestling has to be entertaining and it has to be fun to watch. And having a guy like Pat McAfee on commentary was always fun because you never knew what he was going to do or say, and it felt like he wasn't produced, overproduced like, you know, Corey Graves and uh, Michael Cole are. Yeah,
0: Kolar. yeah or, or Mick Foley, who hated having Vince McMahon in his ear. So, uh, uh, but uh, okay, so let's, so we talk about that. That's, I think that was exciting last night. You're probably would draw great numbers on Fox uh, because The Rock was there. And then, and then yeah, I think what they did was they had a segment later in the back when The Rock. Was talking with Pat and then he bumped into John Cena and they kind of like gave each other the evil eye and then they just hugged it out. Uh, you know, <laughs> but but it was like everybody who like said, was texting their friends, Oh my gosh, The Rock is on freaking uh SmackDown. They did get to see him eventually because they had they did another segment later on the show with him. So I think that's what you know yeah. why they do that is because people who are like late late tu- tuners, but uh. Um, you know, kudos for them. We'll see where this goes, if Rock has anything to do. He says, he, like he said in the Pat McAfee show, he's still open for WrestleMania 40, so who knows what we'll get. But you remember the last time he wrestled John Cena, or he, one of the times I know that he had got injured during the match. And, you know, he is, is my age, and he should not be in the wrestling ring, but he still looks like a million dollars, too. I mean, he's like, you know, you know, he's a, a specimen from head to toe, you know? I mean, <laughs> he he when he would travel to sets he had a tractor trailer that was converted to a gym
1: so he could lift weights i mean he was constantly working out and i'm sure he's enhancing that with uh with certain chemicals too but um i i think at his age you know when he's not used to the physicality you know when you when you're doing stunts and you're wrestling and you're fighting on screen that's different than fighting in a wrestling ring because at least when you're fighting on screen you're doing the same move over and over and over again and you're also doing it in a safe environment where you may not be moving at a hundred percent speed you're probably moving a little slower yeah and um but with wrestling there's a there's an art to it from what i understand i've never actually uh wrestled and i never plan on doing it um but uh, from what i understand wrestling since it's it's live and on the spot you know things can go wrong. Um, And if the strike's not settled by next May or next March,
0: even um, even if it and, is, and, even if it is, everything's delayed now. So, yeah. you know, I mean, even if it is, I think that he's clear in the he's clear to come in for WrestleMania. You know, John Cena's been, you know, back. First he was like, John Cena's going to be back for a couple matches. Now it's like, John Cena's back till Christmas now. And they're putting John yeah. Cena on the road with uh, WWE shows. So John Cena is drawing, you know, the walk-up crowd and everything with a, uh, with, uh, you know, I think that they're putting him on the road. I'm pretty sure that's what I thought I heard is he's going to be involved in a bunch of different shows. So, uh, but I uh, might even get my kid back to watch wrestling. Uh, if John Cena was there, I mean, you know, he's
1: 15, but, you know, John Cena is his Hulk Hogan. Like, True. I still loved going to watch Hulk Hogan wrestling well into my 20s. Yeah. You know, so I'm sure that, you know, when if if they come to town and John Cena's on the card, I might be a walk up guy. And like, let's go watch John Cena, you know, he's a big star now.
0: Um, he is. And John, we'll and see. John Cena, I'll give him a lot of credit. Uh, he, uh, you know, I mean, he obviously needs to make money, but he does want, he always said WWE is always part of, you know, him, you know, always a part, you know, if it wasn't for WWE. We wouldn't see him in all these silly movies that we've been seeing him in as well. And, uh, he's getting a lot of grief for the last payback pay-per-view cause he was the special guest referee that, uh, of course counted the pin towards the, and let it, the bad guy go home with a loss. Uh, but I think, you know, I don't know. I'm, I, am I, you know, we'll see what, we'll see what happens, but you know, I think I wouldn't be surprised to see either of these guys hanging around until like April, at least, you know? Uh, but you know, right. we'll, we'll, I guess we'll see more as more comes out, but let's go talk about, uh, let's see. There was a couple things that we were just teasing on there a little bit. Um, I Nia Jax did make a uh, return on Monday night raw. I, I don't care to be honest with you, but the cool thing was that she, uh, it was, it was, uh, it was Raquel Rodriguez versus the champ, uh, Rhea Ripley. And, uh, she yep. took out Rodriguez outside the ring and then went in the ring and Rhea's like, yay. And then she took out Rhea in the ring. So obviously she's nobody's friend and, you know, she does uh, have a bloodline with, uh, the rock I'll say. Um, she does. She's part of the family. So, uh, mm-hmm. who knows? Maybe maybe that was – maybe now Rock's like, ah, oh, I'll come back. But you got to bring uh, Nia Jax back or something. Who knows? You know? But, uh, I mean – <laughs> Did not, she hurt anybody? She didn't Nobody hurt- got hurt, right? I don't think so. Okay. She headbutted butted Rhea Ripley in the face. Uh, oh. But, yeah. uh, she's back. So, what, yeah. what, one other thing before I go to the news is uh, Be- Be- Becky Lynch won the NXT women's title on NXT this past week. Um, Tiffany yeah. Tiffany Stratton had a, uh, a mistake when she said she was talking about all the former NXT champions and she grouped uh, Becky Lynch in there and Becky Lynch had never won it. So Becky Lynch came out and cut a promo saying, Hey, you get your facts straight. I never won it. And then now Becky Lynch has won it. So Becky Lynch is now the women's NXT champion. We've seen Charlotte as the NXT champion while being up in raw and SmackDown. So it's not a big, I don't think it's a super big surprise, but it definitely popped the ratings for NXT NXT at its best numbers in a long time. Uh, with, uh, you know, so Beck, so Becky, you know, two, two belts Beck, uh, or whatever she calls herself, <coughs> is uh it definitely is a is a needle mover when it comes to like nxt at least and and i think it's good because you know she's
1: been around long enough to sort of help the newer talent um down there get them and help them improve um i think it's good when people go down there to nxt um from the main roster for a little while they're not being punished they're being brought down kind of as a player coach yeah um, I mean, it, it's 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 on a, it's,
0: good. it's on the same platform as every other show. You know, Monday nights you raw is on USA. Tuesday nights NXT is on USA. Where's where's the the difference between uh, you know the network shows? Uh, you know, they mm-hmm. I I always found that silly as they called that the minor leagues, even though it's given major league time on TV. You know, it's like yeah. It, it, I mean, yes, you can. NXT- and I'm sorry, I didn't That's mean to okay. step on you there. Okay. NXT
1: feels like a smaller show because it's a smaller crowd. Yeah. Um, it's more intimate. But that actually makes the uh, – it it feels – it makes everybody seem like a bigger star. Like when, when Becky Lynch goes down there and that place explodes, um, it makes her feel like – look like a bigger star. She is a huge star. But it, it actually helps the other people in that, uh, in that particular group look bigger too when they're in the same ring as Becky Lynch.
0: Yeah. True. And you know, it's interesting. This Baron Corbin's down there now and uh, Baron Corbin uh, had a match against Gable Stevenson on the last NXT pay-per-view and it was terrible. And now we, and now Gable Stevenson has been taken off the NXT roster. I don't know if Gable Stevenson is going to be part of wrestling anymore, but he, this past week, Corbin came out and, and got into it with Braun Breaker and he said, you know, yeah, you've taken out two Olympic champions. He mentioned obviously Kurt Angle was Kurt Angle's last match at WrestleMania that one year against Corbin as well. as right. And now Gable Stevenson is being, you know, done. And now Braun Breaker is going to be taking on, uh, uh, um, taking on him at, uh, the next NXT pay-per-view. So, uh, Baron Corbin. So it's like, uh, um, it's either making one of them a face and one of them a heel. They're both heels right now. So I thought that was interesting from this past week that they, they had a conversation. I don't, think Baron Corbin
1: ever is going to be a baby face. Um, <laughs> has he ever been a good guy? Well, when he was happy, Corbin, like, pe-
0: people liked him when he was happy, Corbin, when he was like the ga- the gambler guy. I know neither did I, you know, <laughs> you know,
1: I don't I, I, Yeah. I didn't like happy Corbin. I didn't like, uh, what was, uh, Matt?
0: I can't remember his Madcap name now. Mad Madcap yeah, Moss. Mad
1: Moss. Yeah, Madcap Moss. I didn't like any of that. he's, he's I with hated
0: a, that. He's with Emma. They're, like, going to get married sometime soon. Ah. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, but, uh, yeah. I, but we haven't seen him in forever, so. But, yeah, no, I didn't. Yeah, I thought that was stupid because they'd just be laughing all the time. It was bizarre. It was, it was dumb. Uh, I would say I, so. I
1: like the idea of, of, uh, of Braun Breaker becoming a good guy again. Um. Just because I don't know. I, I think he's, form, he's far more entertaining as a good guy, just mauling the bad guys. But who knows? I mean, a, a well, he heel cr- versus heel match is he, just as good. He crushed
0: a man's uh, head. If it's done correctly, he crushed a man's head with he the stairs.
1: Not according to a video on the on the internet that ruined everything for me. Yeah, but but but
0: (laughs) you know he apparently he killed a man on TV. That's that's the way they were playing it off the other day. So, I like it. Yeah, so I like it. It's wrestling. So uh, jumped on something else, and we had uh, Impact's one thousandth episode this past week. Uh, It was taped last weekend. It's two parts. This first week is was this part. Second piece. I know you don't have access TV. We got to see all the women from Impact Wrestling kind of reunite in the first segment in the ring. We uh, it was pretty cool. It was a good, sh- very, very good show. We had a uh, we had a, what was it the. The, uh, they had the match with uh, everyone got a briefcase and uh, it fired. What's it called? Uh, oh, oh uh, Feaster Fired. Feaster Fired, yeah. So nobody's yeah. opened a briefcase up yet, but they had four briefcases on th- four corner posts and four wrestlers got them, and we'll see what you know next week what happens. But it was cool. They had a lot of flashback stuff. I mean, there's a lot of people in WWE as well as AEW who are on impact over the 20 years. Or whatever the thousand shows. Mm-hmm. I mean, I we used to be a huge. Uh, uh, we, I mean, we used to talk about him every week when we had JB on all the time, and he would f- he would feed us guys all the mm-hmm. time on the show. So it was really cool, and it's like they were showing like. Um, la night when he was there you know which wasn't that long ago bobby lashley had a great run before coming to wwe back to wwe when he was in impact wrestling where he just went out and just mauled mauled everybody and it was a really good run
1: i would say bobby lashley became bobby lashley in impact
0: yeah i I um
1: the bobby lashley prior to that was a totally different performer He's way better now, and I think it's
0: because he worked in Impact. Yeah, um, and they let him do. They let him do I a think, character yeah. which nobody te- nobody messed with. You know, they let him yeah. go out and he would kill people every week, and they didn't have to like give him a mouthpiece. He didn't even need to talk on the mic. He just went out there and destroyed everybody. And we're talking everybody who was champs back then. Drew McIntyre, he, you know, I mean that it's him and Drew McIntyre mm-hmm. had a huge feud. Both of them came out smelling so much better from that show. And both WWE yeah. and e hired them back, both very quickly. So, you know,
1: yeah, and and good enough for nothing. Impact was on life support for a while. Uh, there was a time when, you know, we honestly thought I I, I honestly thought I, I don't want to bring you into me. It might you know put this on you, but for a while I thought that that um, there was a like this cancerous aspect to TNA that um with when they had all these guys they brought in all these legends Hulk Hogan they brought in um Eric Bischoff um and then they had Bubba the Lump Sponge and and they tried that Monday night thing and they tried to go up against Vince and they lost terribly. I thought they, at did, that one point, they and, did one show. They did
0: one show.
1: You know yeah. <laughs> yeah I thought I thought it was the beginning of the end for for TNA. Like I, I literally was I was waiting for the headline to break like WWE buys TNA uh, lock, stock and barrel, including the tape library. Um, I was waiting for that and I'm glad, and they would not be around if they weren't owned by a television station. And I think it's good that they're, they're delivering in the way that they need to deliver to stay on TV. Um, and they're, they've settled into where they belong, which is the, that third tier of pro wrestling they don't need to be WWE they don't need to be AEW they do what they do well and and what I have seen from Impact over the last few years has been very interesting uh the violent by Design stuff with Cody Deaner and Eric Young and yeah. all that that's very interesting it's different it's not something you see on WWE or AEW um I could do without some of the telenovela vignette stuff they do yeah but
0: they don't do that much you anymore. know it's yeah. it's
1: it that's I know it sets them apart though. It's different. It's not what WWE is doing. WWE will do like everything happens like with one camera on everybody, like behind the scene, you know, and same with AEW. That's the way uh, big time wrestling is produced. Yeah. But at least impact has their niche. They do it the way they want to do it. And I mean, impact also gave us the swinger lounge and, and, I'll never uh I'll never not enjoy uh episode of Johnny Swinger's Lounge.
0: Johnny Swinger Lounge. It, <laughs> it also it gave us also it also allowed us uh to guys to work on developing other characters like Matt Hardy, the broken Matt Hardy. I mean, uh we, mm-hmm. we would never have had the delete broken Matt Hardy if uh if we hadn't uh if he hadn't gone to impact and created a new character and then and like you say telenovelas, those videos, you know, those those from the Hardy compound matches and stuff, which they've now done in AEW as well as WWE, since he's been to both since he left Impact.
1: There's a lot. It,
0: right. it, it was important. It was important to keep people employed. It was important to let like LA Knight develop there. LA Knight, he is the same exact character mm-hmm. when, that he was, you know, uh, when he was in Impact Wrestling, you know, and um, and he and now he's getting to bigger masses and he's completely over, you know, so worldwide as well. So, I mean, obviously he's the next big thing that's going to happen in WWE. We're going to put some, for sure. Put, put some belt on him. I mean, he's got the people in his hands. So, you know. Uh, yeah. When the crowd is, is seeing his catchphrases with him.
1: Um, that's a huge deal for, for a wrestler. That means you're over. And you know, they're doing the, yeah, they're doing the thing with the hand LA night, yeah. um, and then he waits, he waits, they get quiet And he goes, Let me talk to you. You know, like that, like immediately when you know the crowd is quiet and they're waiting for you to say just let me talk to you. Yeah. That's that's power. That's that's awesome to see. Um for him especially because he's getting up there, he's not getting any younger. He's like 40, Um, I think. So they got well, right, yeah. You know, I (laughs) I'm forty five. I can't imagine
0: He looks like, a, he, looks like he, mil- the- yeah. he looks like a million. He looks like a million dollars. Great. Yeah, he does. He's an absolute, you yeah. know, I mean obviously, but he's been he's been a guy who's been around the business for a very long time and now it's just his turn, you know, I think, you know, finally, yeah. you know, because he I mean they you some people were putting up flashbacks of him in like triple H exercise videos and stuff where he was one of the guys that was exercising with him on stage at the same time, you know, and yelling. Yeah. He wasn't yelling. Yeah. He wasn't doing anything. I don't think he was, (laughs) he was just on his, he was was on his little mat, you know, he (laughs) he
1: was in an Aldi's ad too, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah.
0: Um, oh, and, and, and I, yeah. And Renny points out that the uh, you know he his merch money is really good. So, you know, good for him. You know, they tried to change his name, which was dumb. I don't know why they have to. You know, if you're on if you're on NXT as one guy and you move to SmackDown, why do you have to have a name change when you're on like virtually the same platform? You know, uh, I mean, yes, anything on Fox TV does is is also broadcast over the air, so people who don't have cable but have an antenna can probably get. Fox in their home, you know, as compared, right. as compared to USA, you cannot get on uh, over the air uh, anything. So I think it's important when, you know, it's like that there's still, you know, Fox is, it's, and that's why Fox is bigger too, because not everybody in the world can afford cable. Not everybody has mm-hmm. it, but you can have a TV with a twisted pair coming out. And uh, I know people, that's all they have is like, you know, they get all the, uh, they get like about 15 channels over the air and Fox is one of them. So Mm-hmm. And it, and it's in every major market, so you you know that. So I think it's a big deal, but I still think it's a level platform between USA. They still draw, you know, just about as many. You know, I mean, yes, maybe a few, maybe another. You know, I mean, it seems like Fox usually draws between about two between two and three million people every Friday night. Which is great for a Friday night, but it's like Raw. This past week's Raw was up against the Buffalo Bills home open or Buffalo Bills Monday night football game, and Raw had one of its worst numbers I've ever seen. You know, one point three million or something like that, which is just absolutely you know minuscule.
1: It was almost as bad as uh, as Aaron Rodgers night. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, yeah four four plays and you're done for the year sir yeah yeah well you know he was he got
1: he got through four plays which is three more than Abraham Lincoln did yeah um, yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that from somebody else too so I know yeah, I stole that though yeah, it was it was terrible but uh, let's see uh, I want to see what else we want to talk to before I jump to news I don't want to keep you all day nor myself I got to go announce roller derby in Ithaca t- uh, at four o'clock today so I got probably leave in a couple hours, but, uh, sweet. Yeah. It'll be a lot of fun to go down there for a while and talk and do juniors games as well as the, uh, but, um, uh, yeah, I talked about the 1000th episode, so it was good for impact. You might want to watch the second part next week. If you can see it, I'm sure you can, you, they have their, their service. You probably can watch it on it as well, but there's a lot of flashback stuff during it. A lot of, uh, you know, and it's really, it's really good stuff. Um, I remember I watched the very first TNA wrestling in, in the living room I'm sitting in right now. Uh, on a Wednesday pay-per-view. It cost me $9, and uh, everyone came over to watch two hours where they crowned a, 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 a TNA champion, which I believe the first TNA champion was uh, Ken Shamrock. He They had a battle royale until mm-hmm. there was two people left. Toby Keith was in this battle royale, by the way. <laughs> it, the, two people were left, and it was Ken Shamrock who was the first TNA champ, so... Wow. I actually won uh,
1: from the pain clinic, so I was a listener back in the day. Yeah. Uh, I won a couple of free TNA pay-per-views uh, alongside like the Harley race autobiography and something else. I don't remember what the thing was, but um, <laughs> yeah, I remember winning my little coupon for spectrum or time Warner at the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, yeah, I remember. So that's so exciting to see them make a thousand and it's like, they've been all over too. If you think about all the different stations they were on, they were on discovery, I think at one time, and they were on like uh, yep. the home shopping network, I think. And that, no, no, they weren't. Oh my gosh. They weren't no, on- not the home
1: shopping. <laughs> (laughs) That was just
0: Don West. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Yeah. I love another guy who's going into the Hall of Fame, Don West and Tony and Mike Taney. I think that's next week on the show. They're both being and Of course, we lost Don West this year. So, um, yeah, but very sad. Yeah. So I'm going to go through some news before we get out of here. We've already been talking for an hour, but there's like some pieces of news like uh, like, for instance, tonight, if you were going to watch AEW Collision, we've already got the whole lineup. Uh, we got Brian Danielson and Claudio Castagnoli versus Ricky Starks and Big Bill. So they're kind of building off of what they did this past Wednesday. Uh, FTR uh, is going to take on the Iron Savages, Bronson and, uh, uh, and Boulder for the AEW tag titles. Chris Stratlander, uh, Stratlander is taking on Britt Baker for the TBS championship. Uh, Evil Uno versus Anthony Bowens. Uh, we got uh, uh, Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy versus the Righteous Vincent and Dutch. Uh, I don't know, Andrade El Idolo versus Scorpio Sky. And that's going to be taking place live tonight from State College, Pennsylvania. So it is going to be live tonight. You're going to get two hours of live. I'm sure they're probably taping a Ring of Honor around it too as well, Ring of Honor TV. Um, Next week is the big Wednesday Grand Slam at the Arthur Ashe stadium in New York. And I hear it's selling terribly. So if they're doing a, Uh, it sucks. You can get two for ones. Okay. On a, uh, on a BOGO or whatever it is, you know, uh, 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 going on right now, right now. But, but this is what you're going to have MJF versus Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe won the grand slam tournament. So that's going to be fantastic. Mm-hmm. We've, you're going to have Soraya taking on Tony Storm. Teammates taking on each other for the women's title. We got John Moxley versus Ray Fenix for the uh, international championship match. Remember, remember, John did beat uh, Orange Cassidy. And uh, it looks, yeah, like, yeah, looks like Claudio's doing. Do- oh no, Claudio is wrestling tonight, but also wrestling against uh, Eddie Kingston uh, for the Re- Ring of Honor World Championship match. That's going to be on Wednesday, and Chris. It's
1: double title. They're yeah. both titles are on the line.
0: Nice, and and he's got the and Eddie Kingston's got the New Japan Pro Wrestling Pure Title, I think it is. I can't remember. A strong what. title. Strong a title. Strong yeah. title. Yeah. Yeah. And we got yeah. Chris Jericho versus Sammy Guevara. So there's a lot of like uh, uh, a lot of match ups that are really, really going to be good. Uh,
1: this needs to be the time where they pull the trigger for Eddie. Um, he's home. He's in New York. Uh, Eddie Kingston deserves some sort of like reward for being probably the most interesting professional wrestler they've got. Um he reminds me so much of Dusty Rhodes. Um he he needs to win the title. He needs to be Claudio. Um somehow uh and he needs to do it in Arthur Ashe. I don't see why they wouldn't do it there. Um and Claudio won't be uh ruined at all by a loss to Eddie Kingston. No. Um and Eddie doesn't need to hold on to the ROH world title for very long. To me, to me just give him Yeah.
0: I was gonna say to just me just give him the win in New York. To me, Ring of Honor title means nothing on AEW TV, okay? I think any of those titles, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, <laughs> you can carry around forty five titles all you want, but it's like we're watching mm-hmm. AEW. We should really stick to be worried about the AEW titles. So
1: uh, yeah, I think they should just get rid of all the ROH titles except for the world title, just because it's ROH. Or just let them do um,
0: ROH stuff. Just put them on their ROH mm-hmm. shows and not worry about. Uh, yeah, uh, you know. But now we got you know, we get mixed. I titles. agree. But there was like at one time, uh, to- uh, at one time, I I think uh, uh, Kenny Omega had the Triple A heavyweight title. As well as the uh, ring of, as well as the AEW title, and he was like walking around. So the, we've seen so many different and the Impact title, yeah, he we've seen uh, yeah, and too, we yeah. and we've seen so many different titles uh, on from different shows on AEW. It's just my beef with them is like just stick with, uh, just stick with what you what you're doing, you know, with uh, yeah th- with AEW.
1: I think people, I think people like the visual of the belt collector, um, but. I think they should only be defended on t- on their, the, the proper show. Yeah. Like the ROH title should be defended solely on ROH TV. Yeah. The new Japan strong title should only be defended on the new Japan strong TV show. Um, I wonder if they do that just to make AEW like big programs, like the dynamite at Arthur thrash feel like a super show by having like titles from other companies, other promotions on their, uh, on their programming but it's dynamite it's AEW. we know it's dynamite it's not like it's um
0: yeah well i mean george is like complaining roman reigns has two titles but both of those are wwe titles you don't see roman reigns walking around with a new japan title you know and you know an mlw title or something i mean it's you know i it's just you know when you're in wwe yeah they they merge the two titles to the big one that the roman reigns has and they probably shouldn't even bring them out every time. I'm getting tired of you know that and the tag team titles. i have but you're right. Right now, it's a big deal on multiple titles. So uh, the visual
1: is just cool to see. You yeah. know, um, uh, what's the there was there was one guy from years ago, was Ultimo Dragon from Japan. Ultimo Dragon, yeah, Ultimo Dragon. He had like Dragon. seven titles.
0: With- yeah,
1: with all those titles, that's a cool visual. Yeah. but defend him on the shows. He couldn't wear them. He
0: couldn't um, wear them you know. all. He had to like have someone else come out. Or he had like it hold them up and he had seven down his chest. It was like insane. So, we have friends who can do that, but they never won the titles. They so just bought them. Yeah, you know? can buy them. Too <laughs> Dan as <cool>. well. yeah. <laughs> hey, Danny. Uh, WWE announced that this. We uh, love you, Danny. This Monday, uh, for <laughs> WWE Raw television, this Monday, you're going to get Drew McIntyre versus Jay Uso, which they built set up this past week. Cody Rhodes versus Dominic Mysterio, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Ricochet, and Monday Night Raw is going to be held in Salt Lake City. I do want to mention that Samoa Joe kicks him pretty much, kicks him butt all over the place uh, last Wednesday when he, not only did he beat Roddy in the main event of the show to, to be able to take on MJF on Wednesday, but he also took out Adam Cole because Adam Cole suddenly remembered he had a friend named Roddy and he was like, Oh, I, I'm here for you. Cause Roddy had the neck injury and Joe, you know, will beat him with uh, you know, his, his submission, you know, with by like, twisting his neck and whatever. And, you know, um, so I have a feeling that Adam Cole is going to somehow interfere with uh, what Joe and MJF are doing uh, on Wednesday. Adam Cole will have something to do with it because he got taken out by Joe at the end of the show as well. Mm-hmm. So that builds up for I, that. I, I, think, think. I think there's some
1: interesting storyline uh, directions they could go for AEW with this. Um, do I want them to hot potato the title in AEW? No. But I think... Why not have MJF lose? Uh, where, what's the downside to Samoa Joe winning the title, letting MJF kind of sit on the shelf and nurse some of his injuries? Because if you'll notice, Joe's hurt everybody that he's beaten. And there's got to be a reason for that. And if he hurts MJF, puts him on the shelf, it gives a chance for maybe Cole to To face off against Joe for revenge, uh, maybe Cole wins the title, MJF comes back, and then MJF and Cole face off at some point, or there's tension there, and then Cole eventually turns heel. I would rather MJF be a super babyface now, and Cole's always been kind of a good bad guy. Yeah. So I would much prefer... Like, everybody was saying, oh, Cole's going to turn on. Cole's going to turn on. What if Cole doesn't turn on him, but Cole wins the title, and then basically is the chicken s heel running away from MJF, who perfected that for a long time? You know, there's, there's a way to do it that would be interesting. Plus, MJF said he's working hurt, and I don't think he's lying. I think he's probably pretty sore. Um, so give him a couple months off. Yeah. Give us uh, three months of solid Samoa Joe yeah. murdering maybe, people. M- maybe will take yeah,
0: it. Yeah, maybe Joe hurts him and, and gets the title. <clears throat> I think, you know, I wouldn't have a problem with that. I mean, MJF's title run so far has really been uh, nothing spectacular. I mean, he's won, you know, obviously he's won everything, but to uh, have Joe take him out and then maybe Adam Cole tries to get revenge for his fallen comrade and then eventually wins it. And then it makes a problem when MJF comes back that his best friend now has a title that he, you know, Joe, you know, and maybe he'll cause MJF to lose the belt. while MJF's getting hurt. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not writing the yeah, story, maybe. but hey, we'll see what happens. I just know that a week, that a week from our uh, next Friday night's rampage, we're going to get sting and Darby Allen versus Christian cage and Luchasaurus. Uh, that's only match so far announced for AEW rampage next week. So, um, there's a lot of a lot of good stuff coming up this week. WWE issued a press release on Wednesday, announced that Tampa Bay, Florida's Tropicana Field will host the 2024 Royal Rumble, uh, which is pretty cool. It's a you know, I mean, it's a terrible place to play baseball, but it is a wonderful. It's a giant stadium that can definitely hold you know a huge crowd for the Royal Rumble. So they haven't. Oh. They haven't done this marks the first uh, time that Royal Rumble will be held in Tampa in front of fans since 1995. So kudos. Oh, wow. Yeah. It, it, it sounds, I know people, I know people who are like getting sick of the product, but then they live down there and it's like, Oh, wait a second. They're coming The Royal Rumbles here. Ah, I'm going to be there. So we'll see. And and
1: nothing beats a uh, cold weather month pay-per-view in a warm weather state like Tampa. Like who are like Florida? Who wouldn't want to fly down to Florida in January to watch the Royal Rumble?
0: Yeah, and then they got, come, uh, and then the WrestleManias in Philadelphia next year. So in April, who knows? It could be snowing. You know, I'm just saying, could yeah. be snowing. You're dealing with fans in
1: Philadelphia, uh, drunken Eagle fans, and all that other stuff. Uh, depending on how the Eagles are doing, or yeah, did true. this
0: year or do this year? True, true. Uh, I mean, they went to the Super Bowl last year, so they're probably happy Eagles I know. fans. Uh, yeah
1: but they're still eagle fans
0: <laughs> so it looks like jade cargill's done with AEW. jade cargill made an appearance on wednesday the first time in months and then last night if you saw rampage losing to chris statlander uh and then and it might be the send-off and jade there's a lot of talk about jade joining wwe it wouldn't surprise me whatsoever uh jade does right. i mean You have to be a good wrestler to be in WWE, but man, she's like just so much bigger. It's like Raquel Rodriguez. She's like that statuesque and absolutely gorgeous. So, you know,
1: yeah, Jade, Jade actually has improved tremendously since she's started. And I think because I think Brian Danielson worked a lot with her um, when it came to just the, uh, the fundamentals. Uh, I think she's a better fit in WWE than AEW. Um, I think she's money. Just just uh just uh, from a uh marketability standpoint, you look at Jade Cargill and you can't not look at Jade Cargill. She's she's beautiful,
0: yeah.
1: She looks like a superstar, she's got everything going for her. And I think um WWE will do nothing but good for her. And I think she'd be great, a great fit. Um uh matching her up against people who with a lot of experience like a Rhea Ripley or a Bailey or a um Becky Lynch will only make her better. Um, and I think she's a great fit for that roster and I, I'm happy for her. Like normally I don't root for people to go from AWWE but I think she's a better fit over there yeah. than uh AEW, but AEW gave her a good base to I was gonna fun. say
0: AEW doesn't really have a training facility. Yes, there there's a couple of guys that run a school that some a lot of, like Jade came from uh, Dustin Rhodes school, you know? And so, Mm -hmm. but, but it's not like NXT where your fundamentals every day, when you're there, you're, you're training every day. And so, so it it takes longer to, you know, to, to, and Jade has become much better. So I'm super psyched. Good for her. Absolutely beautiful. I can't wait to see her show up there.
1: The talk is that she's going to go right to main roster too. Um, which speaks to how well AEW presented her If they made her feel like look like a big star right from the beginning, Um, because they put her right in an angle with Cody. Like as soon as she showed up, (laughs) was in an angle with Cody and his wife. So um, they knew that she was bankable.
0: Yeah,
1: and and she's she's money in the she's money. And, And I and I really you know I'm not looking forward to a Jade Cargill match. I'm just looking forward to Jade Cargill's success because she deserves it. Cool. She's really good.
0: I agree. And, uh, yeah, and, we'll, you know, kudos to Jade. We'll see what happens. I mean, if there's truth behind it. I mean, everyone's been saying it. So when you see the same story, you know, there's some truth behind it. So, you know, we'll we'll probably see that happen, you know, without a doubt. Uh, good. And for- uh, uh, side note,
1: she went to high school with my adopted sister. Really? So- <laughs> yeah, down in Bureau Beach,
0: and she was, uh, and she was an athlete, right? She was a college basketball. Athlete. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, I know she was yeah. a college. She played college basketball.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's she's an athlete. She's she's made for this business. So, and she loves it um, too. And she's also. Yeah.
0: If she can learn how to act, I'd love to see her play Storm Arono in the next X Men movie. That would be awesome. Yeah, that would be very cool. So, some other news. Uh, now, I think that this is kind of be called r- slash rumor news, but uh, on uh, the Matt Men podcast, Adrian Zarian, who does that, he feels that AEW's new home will be Warner Brothers Discovery next year, streaming platform Max. Uh, next year, and that AEW will expand its pay per view schedule to twelve events next year. So they'll they'll be putting their pay per views like WWE does on peacocks the AEW will do theirs on the Max, which I don't have a problem with. That's fine, except for the Max. Uh, yeah, I'd be better than
1: paying fifty bucks every every yeah. quarter. Yeah. I, I I already pay for Max. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna take, say. Yeah, I'll they, take it.
0: They go from five events to twelve events. They, you know, that, mm-hmm. that, that's what we're expecting to see sometime soon. And most likely dynamite rampage and collision will remain on TNT and TBS. So uh, we don't know about, well, I, I did read that. And I, sorry, we keep like, yeah. uh, I keep stepping on you. I apologize. That's okay. That's okay. I
1: did read that they had the infrastructure they were working on all in from London being presented live on max, but they didn't have it ready yet, but now it's ready. So, um, Bring it on. I'd rather do that than have to justify to my wife. I need to pay $50 to watch wrestling. Uh, no, no, it's not WWE. It's AEW. <laughs> yeah. Well, I,
0: do, I mean, we bought, so, we buy them all. So it's like, you know, I would, yeah, I mean, I would take the, the one pay-per-view and get, you know, 12 months out of the max with it, you know? So, yeah, uh, for sure. So it's, yeah. So it's really cool, but there's no word on about ring of honor right now, what they would be doing with ring of honor, but ring of honor, it does have its own web based site as well with the new shows on it So. Uh, that, but that there's been talk for a while that Warner Brothers Discovery was going to pick up AEW as they are getting closer to the end of this contract. And, but also, that you know, and they own so much. Oh, my goodness. If you ever seen how much Warner Brothers Discovery owns, it's so much. It's crazy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's crazy. Just
1: look at Max. Look what they have on Max. They have everything from uh, Food Network to The Sopranos. I mean, everything is on Max now. Big so time. Uh, if you get hungry for pasta, watch The Sopranos, and then watch, uh, watch HBO, and uh, and uh, then watch Food Network.
0: You know. Yeah, definitely. So Bobby I, Flay. Yeah, I've got one last thing to talk about. It was, uh, we talked about it last week a little bit. Matt Riddle um, was coming back from the Super Show that they did in India, and uh, and had and so he accused a New York City airport police officer of sexual harassment last Sunday when they were coming back. And he missed last Monday night's raw he had he had posted about he was sexually harassed by the police officer. He later deleted the post. The port Authority uh, officers received a call about a disorderly person who turned out to be riddle. He spoke with police and no report was filed, although the port Authority has launched an investigation into the matter. He was pulled from raw from uh, last weekend's live events. But it wasn't due to that. It was due to he apparently got – he had the double ear infection and bronchitis. So he probably was not a happy camper coming back from India, being on a plane for 12 hours with uh, all those issues. So he is set to return next week to Monday Night Raw. So he's not being – he was not. Okay. He was not being punished for this. And, uh, George says Matt Riddle was cheating on his wife. Well, of course he was cheating on his wife. They broke up. Now he's now living with a porn star, I believe. So uh, Matt, Matt's he's an living his best life. He, Matt, Matt's an interesting <laughs> guy. So, uh, but that's all the news I have on well, here. But, he has. So
1: wait, Matt Riddle had a double ear infection and a bronchitis and he lives with a porn star. The double ear infection and the bronchitis is the worst of his worries, uh, at least of his worries. Yeah. Uh, he does, uh, at least he has a steady supply of antibiotics now. So <laughs> go. uh, good for him.
0: There you go. And- I'm
1: sorry. Am I, I didn't mean to disparage Matt Riddle's girlfriend. Don't choke me out, Matt. No, no, no. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but uh, uh, they... Uh, um, I think that uh, you know, I don't know. Matt seems to be always be getting in trouble. So who knows? Maybe that wasn't his fault this time. I don't know what he considered sexual harassment. Did they like you know squeeze his package or something? I don't know what's going. Was he on. wearing was he
1: wearing the short shorts and barefoot walking Pro- through probably. Uh, TSA? Probably
0: the probably the birds <laughs> shot out of his flip flops, you know, or, or you know the rhinos, yeah. depending on what it was, you know. But uh, that's that's all the news that's fit to do on the show this week. I want to thank you, Jay Z, for being here, man. We couldn't I couldn't have done it without you, or it would have been just me the whole time spouting my opinion, which is never yeah. is never good to hear one person's side. You know, take everybody's, you know and uh well, yeah well well briefly
1: uh i went to a funeral a week and a half ago and saw a lot of people i hadn't seen since i was uh it's like 25 30 years ago and uh my uncle jim walked up to me and said you know remember when you were little and you were really into pro wrestling i said yeah uncle jim i spoke i spoke about it on the radio for like 15 years yeah. uh <laughs> and on a podcast for the last 15 years or so and he just laughed he's like you're still into that stuff i said yeah he goes, you know, it's fake, right? And I said, yeah, you know, your movies you watch are fake too, right? That's right, man. I, lo- I <laughs> but it was just fun, you know. Shout out to Uncle Jim. Yes, yeah. I'm still talking about wrestling.
0: There you go, Uncle Jim. And it, you know, yeah, like a guy can fly around in a freaking uh, Iron Man suit. Okay, that's you know, that's fake, man. Yep. Of course, it's fake, <laughs> and that's why we enjoy it. So, well, I want to thank you for giving me your time this week. I appreciate it. And uh, man, it's. Uh, it's it's uh it's uh got a busy weekend myself uh hopefully you have a busy weekend sir as well i know you got you know 45 kids so i mean i know that uh, jay-z you know i need to feed my kids <laughs> you know you, you need to get a t-shirt yeah i need to feed my kids <laughs> yeah and, and if you see me and if
1: any of my uh, any of the fans of the pain clinic see me delivering their taco bell through doordash free high five <laughs> uh so. <laughs> please t- please <laughs> please feed my kids somehow
0: please tip him well so uh t- well thank you for please giving, thank you for giving us time i want to thank everybody who's in the chat room and uh we will see you next week on the pain clinic uh let's get out of here we'll see you later on for oh yeah wait a second you also can find all our old shows on itunes as well as uh on the painclinic.net there's i just saw on itunes we have 669 shows and I know that's only half of what we've done wow. since we've been on the air. So I mean, we've, you know, we are up way more, you know, than that. But that's how many we have on since we changed our website to the the one we're on now. So that's 669 shows, which is I don't know, 12 years, maybe. I can't think. It's it's a lot. A
1: lot.
0: It, it's a lot. So well, well, thank you all for listening. It's Please. a big archive. It is huge. And uh, yeah, I would. I if you noticed, if you're friends of us on Facebook, I went and posted a bunch of pictures of people who had been on the show. Like I used to make like a little image on our webpage. So that who was on, I found a whole directory of all these images and I posted them. So there's like 80 of them of all the people who have been on the show. So, and there's way more than that. So, uh, but uh, check it out folks We're check us, be our friend on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. We're even on Instagram. Uh, and we're going to get out of here. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. And